0: welcome to wise out for women radio helping women thrive we are talking today with amanda testa about relationships and those that's a huge word and it can go in so many different directions but one of the things that we talked about prior to this show is that it is important to feed a relationship and amanda did a live series on her facebook page Called the grass is greener where you water it and I think in the busyness of today's world we often forget the small things that make the difference in a relationship that you might have done in the beginning but you aren't doing now and so today we're going to talk with Amanda Testa welcome Amanda
1: thank you so much
0: well I loved your series and that's why I called you and said come on the radio and talk about this too Um, because is important to feed a relationship not just in the beginning when it's fun and sexy and interesting and intriguing but also when it's got legs then you want to keep it going and you want to keep it vibrant so that's what we will talk about today and where would you like to start first
1: well i really think that really the basis for this challenge and why i came up with the idea is because I believe it's so true. You know, the purpose for this whole exercise was just really about giving love for the sake of being loving without expecting anything in return. Because so often in life, we, we give to get, if that makes sense. It does. So, you know, I'm going to give you this and in return, I'm going to get this. But kind of shifting your perspective a little bit to think, all right, how can I be more loving? And there's a quote, and I'm not sure who this attributes to, but my husband, when we first got together, used to always say this. If you want more love, give more love. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's so true.
0: So you started out with um, a benefit <laughs> to most relationships with a husband who is that self-aware.
1: Yes, I'm very grateful. I'm very lucky. I have a wonderful, wonderful partner. <laughs>
0: that that always helps. It really does. So when you began this um, challenge, because that's exactly what you did with your Facebook Live events, was it... Simple for you to put together?
1: Well, I think I just really was thinking through some things that have really worked for me. And I know for myself, like in my relationship, I can tell when there's times where we're disconnected or we're arguing more or there's just not a good flow. And so I've personally made it a point like when that happens to think okay what can i do to be more loving and it it does work i mean even with my daughter any relationship that's an important relationship to you if you kind of take note how you can give more be more loving and give more to that person just for the sake of doing that and being loving the return that you get is just i mean even when you don't want it it's just like you're you're just creating more Goodness, and that people feed from that energy. (laughs) Um, They
0: absolutely do, because times of disconnection will come. There's busyness, there's stress, there's crises that occur, and when that happens, these tips that you're going to give today, I think, will give confidence to people that all is not lost if there's a period of disconnection. There really are ways to reconnect, and these are simple and common sense. And and I love them. So let's start with the first one,
1: intention. Sure. And that is kind of the number one thing I have you look at is what is your intention for this? Why do you want to do this? Like, what is your ideal relationship look like? Um, And just kind of spend a few minutes and write down your desires. Like, what would your ideal relationship look like? How would you treat one another? What would you do? What kind of things would you um, engage in? So just spend some moments writing about what do you desire What does this beautiful relationship look like to you?
0: Do you share it with your partner or do you do this unbeknownst?
1: Well, you can do it either way. And obviously, if your partner wants to play along, that's all the better. But you can still benefit a lot doing it on your own if your partner is not open But um, doing it together is a really fun and powerful exercise, because a lot of times what you'll realize is that you do have similar desires. And that's probably the reason that you got together in the first place. Um, But we (laughs) tend to forget that over, you know, over the realities of life and the busyness and, you know, taking care of kids and family and just, you know, life.
0: Well, do you think some of it comes from and I don't mean this in a mean way, but do you think some of this comes from a relationship that is uh, has a longer standing you almost can take your partner for granted
1: i think that's so true and actually one of the interesting things and i like to also point out that it's totally normal and natural for for relationships to go through seasons mm-hmm. you'll have those seasons of winter of disconnect and you'll you know and it's normal and so you'll also have your your falls, your winters, you know, and then the spring when things are coming back to life and summer when everything is vibrant and lush and (laughs) that's just the normal flow. Um, But it's interesting to think about how you treat your friends and think about sometimes maybe a conversation or an argument you might have with your, your closest loved ones. And would you ever talk to your friend that way? And I think a lot of times because people are married, I actually just listen to a great podcast with um esther perel and she was talking about that and it's so true it's like because you're in this marriage you think you can just treat each other however and the other person's like forced to stay with you
0: (laughs) (laughs) on the other hand you you have to look at the the part about that in a in a good relationship there ought to be ability to weather a controversy exactly so there's a comfort zone but there's also a fee that needs to be fed as well But I love the part about treat your friends Better Treating your friends better than Your partner and I think that Happens a lot
1: mm-hmm. And it does I mean it's easy And of course hello these people are living with Us 24-7
0: <laughs> You mean they don't see the Facebook pages only
1: <laughs> Right so I mean we're humans we we are not Perfect We um we do our Best and You know There's times when we aren't the most loving and, you know, understanding that's normal too. But just really, um, when you're, for me, what I love about my ideal relationship vision, it just kind of keeps that at the forefront and it's a healthy exercise to do every once in a while, just to tune in. What are your desires in your relationship and are they being met? And if they're not, what can you do, um, to kind of help facilitate that?
0: So is that a difficult discussion to have? Is that a, you know, I'm feeling some disconnect. Um, I would truly love to to reconnect, and I, I would really like to um, make a couple of small changes. Would you be interested in doing that as well? I mean, is it something you want to check out up front that you recommend, or is this something that you sort of mention that you're going to do or not do? I mean, what's the best formula for success In general, knowing that every couple is different?
1: That's a great question, Linda. And I think, you know, it depends on how open you feel your communication is with your partner. Ideally, if you're not feeling connected or um, in a way that you feel supported, it's really nice to be able to talk to your partner about that. But you always have to make sure that you're talking about it in a way that's not accusing or not blaming, um, but just really talking about what you're experiencing and sharing that with them um, in a way that they don't feel attacked or, you know, well, you're not giving me this. So I feel this, you know what I'm, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I think that it's a great thing to, to bring up. If you, if you feel like that would be a conversation, your partner would be open to is be like, you know, I really am not feeling like we're as connected as we usually are. And I'm going to, um, take some action to, to step up my game. And I would love it if you would play along, you know, and if they don't want to, then, that's okay, too, because sometimes I honestly think, like, if you make the changes within yourself and you are changing your behavior nine times out of ten, your partner will come along for the ride.
0: I love the way you just said that. You know, I, I'm going to make some steps to step up my game. That's taking personal responsibility. It's not threatening to someone. And it says, you know, I, I want I want to give you more. It's not I want more. I want to give you more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that correct?
1: It is. And, and I think, too, just keeping it playful because that's one of the things that, especially mm-hmm. in a long-term relationship, that really tends to fall away a lot of the times is just having a sense of playfulness
0: you know, about we're, anything. We're most comfortable and, and silly with those we love and feel supported by the most. And and you're right. Humor can really take the edge off anything that might be seen as an accusation because if your partner is undergoing huge stress at work or or you know in somewhere other in their lives that could be seen as you know defensive what do you mean mm-hmm. so I love the way you said that say that again how you would approach a partner and and say that you were going to take these intentional steps
1: yes and what I what I mentioned was just that I'm going to I'm going to step up my game and I would love if you would play along, but if not, that's fine too. But, you know, I'm really wanting to up our connection and and have our relationship feel more, you know, feel really strong or even more connected. You know, maybe not saying I don't feel connected, but I want to feel even more connected to you. And I want to feel even more, um, you know, kind of the even more sounds a little bit better than I'm It's the
0: reframing to the positive. Mm-hmm. not the deficit. So it's coming yes. from abundance as opposed to scarcity, which again seems like it would be better received.
1: And it is true because especially when you're feeling in those, you know, when you're not connected with your partner, you're arguing more, it's really easy to take things defensively or to turn it into an argument. So, you know, just being mindful of how you word things is important.
0: Isn't that true? And, and yet, unless you think it out ahead of time, too often it just comes from a space of, knee jerk. And so I'll ask you that question. You're going to be intentional. You're you're going to say it in a kind, loving way with a really positive uh aspect to it. If you're not getting the response um that's good, do not let that discourage you, right? Go right. ahead and still do it yourself because you're not expecting anything. You're going to make these steps anyway.
1: Yes. Definitely, because that's the whole point—is just being more loving for the sake of being more loving.
0: Which has to rub off on others.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I just it... think. Go ahead.
0: No, no, I keep going.
1: Well, I was just going to say, you know, when you yourself are feeling more appreciated and more loved, I mean, how do you typically react when you're feeling that way? <laughs>
0: Right. that It's, it's putting yourself in, in the right shoes to do this. But I, I love this aspect of things because it is the simple things. It, what is it? Things are misunderstood by words um, 50% of the time and the other 50% is the tone of voice. We'd like to welcome a new sponsor, Honest Tea. Honest Tea is the nation's top-selling organic tea company, and their delicious organic teas for adults and children give many refreshingly honest moments. My favorite is the half-tea, half-lemonade version, and we're sure you'll find a favorite also. Here's my hashtag, refreshingly honest moment. I knew I was a seasoned professional mom when I eyed the last two loads of laundry— Pulled out the passable items and congratulated myself on finishing a load early. Do you have a refreshingly honest moment of your own? Post on your social media with hashtag refreshingly honest. Interesting. Okay. So as we're going forward, treat your friends and your partner well. Communicate well and step up your game. We're going to go on a short break, and Amanda has many more tips than treats that we will walk into because this is a wonderful topic on how to reconnect and refresh your relationship making it better than ever you're listening to wise health for women radio and we'll be back after these short messages we're wise health for women radio and we'll return after these short messages
2: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The New York Times reported that the benefits of eating a solid breakfast are hard to dispute. They cited emerging research that suggests another advantage to consistently eating breakfast is a reduced risk of type 2 diabetes. A study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition showed that people who skip breakfast on a regular basis had a 21% higher risk of developing diabetes. We know that those who omit breakfast suffer setbacks in memory, mood, and energy levels. And eating the all-important first meal of the day is thought to stabilize blood sugar throughout the day. So choose a healthy and nutritious breakfast to start your day and to decrease your risk of developing type 2 diabetes. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at annettehammond.com.
0: Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion with Amanda Testa, and Amanda, we talked quite thoroughly about intention and and giving love without expectation, and just changing your mindset and the way you express things. Let's move on to the second of your tips: letting go of criticism and complaining.
1: Yes, and I know this can be an extremely hard part of this challenge, but what? I urge you to do is just really hold your tongue when it comes to criticizing your partner. And I, ideally, you'd like to try this for at least five days because it's so easy to do when you're in the habit and, you know, really working to release that negativity is so important for a harmonious relationship.
0: I'm thinking right now of labels. Because I think when uh, someone is labeled in a relationship, a discussion can be shut down because of the criticism and a label. How do you address that?
1: That's a great point. And it is true. And, you know, like I said before, we're human and we do our best. And there's going to be times where, you know, we hurt each other. That's just part of being human. Um, But I think, you know, the step... To take would just to be, you know, apologizing, you know, when you say something that you realize shut them down or, you know, um, again, we're this is a practice. So you're going to make mistakes. But when you're really working hard to withhold criticism and you hear it come out anyway, then you can stop yourself and be like, okay I'm sorry. I know that really hurts you when I say that or I know that really shuts you down when I call you this. And I apologize. I'm trying to be better. Um, (laughs) You know, but just stepping up and and owning up to it when you do hurt them.
0: I I really love that because I think apologizing is a lost art. And I think so often people don't realize their verbal habits because if you say, I'm sorry, comma, but everything that went before that, but is gone. Mm -hmm. And, so many apologies start out that way, and then there's the extreme, which is uh, it's kind of become a funny legend in our family, if you want to call it funny, but it is true. Where the comment is, I'm sorry you made me mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, if you respond with laughter, that's okay, but it wasn't intended that way when it, this is something 30 years ago of my family used to use and we, we just looked dumbfounded and then burst out laughing but apologizing is important sincerely apologizing because how many times do you say to a child okay you said you're sorry but what are you sorry for
1: right i mean it's so, important yeah do you so encourage I it, that i do and i think it's even important for the like any relationship again you know when you mess up, you apologize and you take responsibility for your actions. And if it hurts someone, you know, apologize. Um, and then, how can you help make make it better? I laugh. I mean,
0: that, we laugh, but but that that's a real story.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true though. It's easy, and it's easy to blame. Like that's another huge thing that's so Ugh. rampant these days is just blaming versus taking responsibility. Well, you should have done that. And if you had done this, then I wouldn't have been mad. Well, if you had picked up your shoes, I wouldn't have fallen and hurt myself or whatever. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? Real life examples.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And, and so th- But that is important. And I think also that we can get into seasons of we're not happy about anything and we're complaining about everything and we can become hypercritical. So what are some things that you can work on for yourself to release the negativity that could be poisoning or at least adding toxicity to a relationship.
1: Well, and I think this is huge and it's such a an important part is appreciation and this is kind of going to the next point but it really okay. is like focusing on what you can appreciate and eventually gratitude but sometimes the gratitude's not there yet. <laughs> but <laughs> at least you can appreciate like and literally make a list of all the things you appreciate about your partner. From the smallest things to the biggest thing. Like, you know, do they take the kid to school once in a while? Do they hug you when they get home? Do they take out the trash? Do they, you know, pick their put their clothes in the hamper? Do they write you a note every once in a while to express their love for you? Whatever it is. From the simplest thing to the grand things, you know. But just I think what's more important, too, is focusing on the little things. Because we just forget sometimes in the day-to-day and the functioning of life, like, I really do appreciate that you do that. It really makes my life easier,
0: and and again, that's gratitude, and that's mm-hmm. the the attitudinal difference to re- to release the the criticism. Because when we are in that mode, that's not a good place, and we know it's not good. But changing it is not always easy. So let's assume you're in a negative season, and. You need to get out your stresses without taking them out on the person closest to you. Because isn't that what therapists often say? Oh, they do that because you're the safest person to do that with. Well, mm-hmm. You're not safe for long if that continues on a habitual basis.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it is true. It's, it's very important to like get your emotions out and to let that stress cycle complete. So some examples of what you can do for this are, I mean, are simple, like say your partner is making you so frustrated and you really want to criticize them and, you know, scream at them, you know, just take a breath, go into the bathroom, maybe grab a towel, scream into it as loud as you can, or, you know, like shake your body or some way to like get that energy, like moving Mm -hmm. through and take a minute and do that. One of the things I really like to do, which I have a, a child and, you know, my Husband, we're always in the house together. So sometimes this is not always easy to do. But I do sometimes, if I really need to, take a little quick ride in my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've done that too. <laughs> turn up the music full blast and just literally scream as loud as you can. Even if it's for a minute. You know, you got the music loud. No one knows. Maybe the person parked next and the stoplight might look at you a little slightly, <laughs> But it's even <laughs> doubtful that they can hear you. But I think it, and it's so important you get that out. And then, you know, if you think in the wild, like wild animals, when they go through an experience that's traumatic, they, their body literally shakes, like they Mm -hmm. shake to release it. And we as humans are not really taught that we're allowed to feel these emotions We're you know, we learn a lot as young kids, like you need to be quiet, you know, at least for me, I got the message a lot that to be seen and not heard, um, so we tend to, in general, just stuff our feelings in. And that's kind of where a lot of that resentment come, come from, because it is normal that we'll feel our frustration, but finding a better way to take it out than on our partner and giving yourself that space. So maybe, all right, something really made you mad, but think of it like with your small child, you're not necessarily going to scream and yell at them. You can just like, I'm going to deal with this in a minute, get them to school and then have your outburst. <laughs>
0: So there there are ways – I've I've done the car thing um, and it works quite well because there – it does actually change your brain chemically and all sorts of good things happen. And it it does sometimes make you realize that, wait a minute, that was just too much drama, Mm -hmm. and it was a mountain out of a molehill and it really wasn't that important. And sometimes it's an indicator that, yes, that's a big mountain and and it needs more help than I can give it in this um, car moment, if you will. So – if you're looking at uh, the appreciation aspect
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it, you find it difficult to step away at that moment, you know, to take that deep breath. So you've had the outburst and, and you regret it and you say you're sorry, but you sense it has been accepted. Do you ever uh, counsel folks to uh, write a letter of apology or appreciation or both?
1: That is a great idea. And I think that is another important communication it's tool I used. Yeah. Is and you and maybe writing a little note and share how you appreciate the things they do to support you. Even if it's at a text message or um, on a post it. I remember and I, I feel like especially in those times that are hard, it's okay to understand that you might need a little bit of time to, you know, really integrate what happens. <laughs> um <laughs> And that's okay too. And just, you know, explaining that too. You know, what you said, you know, really hurt me. And I'm going to just need a little bit of time. I love you. And I know we'll get through this, but I just need a little bit of time to nurse myself and to like give my body some nurturing so it can, you know, come back to you. Um, And even just, you know, explaining your needs. I know that's not easy to do, (laughs) but it can be helpful
0: there's a country song that says, I just need to be mad right now. (laughs) Of course, a country song can address most of these relationship
1: issues,
0: (laughs) but, but it, but but it is kind of true. Um, I I think even complimenting the small things can make a difference. I I remember my husband once said to me, you know, you never comment when I mow the lawn in diagonals. And I was, uh, I took a step back and I, I kind of smiled and I said, you know, I do love it when you do that. Now, are you aware that I, I would really love it if you would tell me you like the way I clean the toilet bowls? <laughs> <laughs> because it just hadn't occurred to me that it needed to be something that little that I was missing that he needed. Now, yeah. I wasn't expecting it in return for the toilet bowls, but it was the only thing I could think of at the time because right. I thought, well, <laughs> while you were mowing the lawn, I was cleaning the toilets and whether I go clockwise or counterclockwise doesn't really matter, but <laughs> that's a that's a small example of sometimes you don't know how little they need.
1: Hmm. Yes, and I, you know, I'm a firm believer of the simpler, the more effective. <laughs> that's pretty simple. Yeah. I,
0: I I learned from that experience, and um, I, I thought it was, I love that. So we are coming up on another break, and when we come back. We're going to talk about allowing that connection. Are you receptive to these gestures that are being made? Are you are you good at giving them? Are you good at receiving them as well? Because give and take is very important in a relationship. And so Amanda has wonderful things to talk about regarding allowing connection in your life. Ready for that, Amanda? Yes yeah it, it's important stuff and I think that people will recognize the examples that you give and so we're going to go on a short break and we will be back just in a few minutes you can find more episodes on com, helping women thrive and to 40 we'll be right back we're wise health for women radio and we'll return after these short messages
2: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert,
1: Annette Hammond.
2: Looking younger and feeling younger seems to be a top priority of countless Americans. There are several age-defying creams and lotions to help you feel and look younger. But the best and easiest way to look and feel more youthful is to lose weight. If you are carrying around extra weight, whether it's 10 pounds or 100 pounds, the preeminent way to look younger is to lose that weight and to live an active life. Walking around with that excess weight not only adds years of wear and tear to you, it also decreases your energy level, so you act older. By getting rid of that weight, you put bounce back in your step and feel and look so much better. It's not all about how you look either. The most important aspect is that you improve your health and live a healthy life. So if you're searching for ways to look younger, don't head for the plastic surgeon's office. Head for the gym instead.
0: Welcome back. We're talking to Amanda Testa about the grass is greener where you water it and how to nurture your relationship at any season. So, Amanda, we're going to talk now about connection. Do you turn away or push away when your partner initiates contact? Are you even aware if you do that? Let that sink in a minute. And then, Amanda, talk about that.
1: Such a great point because I think oftentimes we don't even realize when we're pushing away our partner. And a lot of times it's become, it's just become such a habitual habit that we don't realize it. So it's something I would recommend you do to pay attention to throughout the day. Are you receptive to your partner's loving gestures or do you push them away? And especially in a long-term relationship, what can happen over time, like if you're washing the dishes and your husband comes to kiss you and you're like, push him away, you're like, I'm busy. You know, if that happens enough, then they're going to stop making that attempt. And maybe it's because a lot of times, you know, we don't want to lead them on to sex or whatever it is. So you're trying not to connect with them or, you know, receive their hug. But the more we push them away, the more they're going to stop trying to connect. And this goes, you know, both ways.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So I would, you know... I would urge you to pay attention to that and then be open to receiving that physical touch. Maybe it's a hug, maybe it's a kiss. And I mean, I understand the context of things make a big difference. So, but as long, you know, if you're not feeling safe, then I understand that you might not want to be hugged, but for the most part, you know, if someone's just trying to be loving to you, to be open to receive that. And I think I mentioned this before, but I, um, I read a tip once that I found to be so powerful is that, if if you or your partner go to hug the other, the rule is you have to stay in that hub, hug for 30 seconds mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. <laughs> and it makes me laugh cuz I'm sure you've probably seen this before, but have you ever seen those t-shirts that parents will put kids in like to make them get along? <laughs> so they get like no, an I extra think large. So. What does it say? Well, it's so funny. It's like an extra large t-shirt and if your kids are fighting, you put them both in the t-shirt and they have to like oh. stay in the t-shirt till they work it out.
0: Oh, I like that. I had not heard of that.
1: But I just think that visual makes me laugh because it's true, you know, and part of that being physically close to each other is your body is physiologically connecting. Right. So you're connecting, uh, you know, your hearts are connecting and your bodies are connecting and your eyes are connecting. And that is really important because not only mentally are you making an effort to connect, but your body's. Are going to physiologically connect as well.
0: Doesn't it also signal that you are truly trying?
1: Oh. This isn't
0: just to go through the motions. You know, if I'm going to hug you, and I, and I think I said this in, in a previous show with you, is that, you know, I, I, I try to always hug and not be the first to let go because I really not that it becomes a contest then it becomes funny but it, but it becomes very silly but but it is a signal that says okay even if you're stiff and you're not ready for me to hug you at least you know that I still care and that you know I feel connected to you so that connection piece is is not just the physical but it's also a, a mental signal a, a an emotional signal that you do want contact and you do want to work this through.
1: Yes. And I think giving it that time, that 30 seconds, it also gives your body time to like regulate, like maybe your breathing will regulate a little bit. Maybe your heart rate will go down a little bit. And those are are really important factors to being able to get out of your, your, you know, your primal brain and back into your pre, you know, your, that's the part of your brain that's actually going to be making the good (laughs) decisions. (laughs) The executive function. You know, yes. Right. So, you know, it kind of connects that cortex and limbic system when you do that. And then that is going to enable you to communicate in a more calm way that you both are receptive to hearing.
0: I think it's also important that if your disconnect has been for a period of time, that this may need to occur on a regular basis for your partner to trust it. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That's so true. And I think, you know, that is a big fear. Like a lot of times when couples have been not physically connected for an extended period, bringing in that physical touch is very uncomfortable. And it can feel scary. It can feel uncomfortable. So what I urge you to do is just really be gentle with yourself and know that um, it doesn't have to lead to anything. This can just be a hug for the sake of hugging. This can just be some kind of connection physically for the sake of connecting. And knowing and even having that discussion with your partner, like, it doesn't necessarily have to lead to anything. Let's just have it be a hug because that's a lot of times, you know, it's kind of more unraveling the onion peel, so to speak. But like, just to to start with that, a simple, simple touch, something that feels safe so that you can trust that you are being held by your partner and that they are gonna be there for you. Like you can trust that you'll each be there for each other for at least this thirty seconds.
0: And longer. If mm-hmm. if again, if you're if you're trying to put this back together and if you have been at fault, which most things or both people, you know, have some things they could be improving upon, then you do build up the trust with appreciation. The the physical part and the signal that you're sending them emotionally that you really are working on this. Mm -hmm. And so uh, would you encourage people not to be discouraged if it takes some time? Because I think sometimes instant gratification can be seen by one partner or the other. And when there aren't immediate results, well, then this isn't worth working on. Speak to that, please.
1: No, I think that's an important point. And I again, I say, you know, these things don't happen overnight. So this is just a five day challenge. But in your big picture of your life, sometimes it can take a while. And if you are really working on yourself and changing how your interactions are and really focusing on giving your love to yourself and your partner, um, you know, I would say after three months, your partner should probably come along for the ride six months, even more so. And maybe nine months down the line, I would say after a year, if you've really made some sincere changes and your partner is still not coming along, that's something to look into and address other issues. But, um, you know, don't get discouraged because like anything, it's not overnight. And this rebuilding of the intimacy and the rebuilding of trust takes time.
0: It's very important to mention because I, I do think we live in such a disposable world that we just sometimes don't realize that the investment is truly worth it and and that's what you're talking about here, watering the grass
1: mm-hmm. you know keeping
0: it together and and that's especially important if there is hurt on both sides or either side and in a good relationship can you imagine if there are no dandelions and the grass is just wonderful <laughs> i like visuals
1: yeah that's so true
0: So let's move on to if you want more love, give more love.
1: Mm -hmm. And this is something that, you know, really is the whole premise of this is how can you be more loving? And what I think is important here is having a discussion with your partner, even if they're not playing along, is, you know, asking the question, what do I do that makes you feel loved? And really listening to what they say. Because we're not mind readers. Now, granted, there's some things you probably know that your partner likes. So maybe make a list of those things. And then have them, you know, when, they, when you ask this question, really take note of what they, what they say. And if you want to take it a step further, you could even ask them, like, could you make me a list of things that you would like for me to do for you that would make you feel loved? And kind of have fun with it. Um, and then randomly give those things to them.
0: Give those things to them. Mm
1: -hmm. How? So just, you know, if they make a note, say, when you ask them, what do I do that makes you feel loved? Maybe they say it is when you bring me my coffee in the morning. Mm. So you say, "Okay, I'm going to make a note. I'm going to bring them their coffee. Or it really makes me feel loved when you sit and sit next to me while I work on my computer at night. You know, even that simple thing. You don't know what it Mm -hmm. is. Everybody's got different needs. You know, one of the things that I really love when my partner does for me is um, to like give me a back rub. <laughs> and I laugh because I don't know if you've ever watched the show Seinfeld. But oh,
0: he, yeah, I think there's probably no one on earth who hasn't watched the show. <laughs> so, so yes, ma'am, the, I have.
1: There's this one episode where he's dating the massage therapist and he always right? to massage <laughs> 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 and she like never gives him one. And I laugh because my husband is in healthcare and he was a chiropractor acupuncturist for many years. And so I was like, can you work on me? And you know, it's funny. That's kind of a joke. Like he doesn't always like to do it, but he knows that I really like it. So I really appreciate that. And so when he does that for me, it does make me feel really loved and it feels really good. So, you know, <laughs> whatever it is for you.
0: But it's important to know even what what does make you feel loved. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in a, a wind place, you may not, you may have to dredge up what makes you feel loved. But it's worth the exercise, isn't it?
1: Oh, yes. And you might be surprised, like, because... Everybody, you know, like I said, we're not mind readers. So unless your partner specifically tells you, you might think one thing and then it comes to find out like they really don't like when you do that. <laughs> um, just because you like something doesn't mean they like it.
0: I love that. But it, but it's true. I mean, we are not mind readers and yet we, we tend to put that pressure on our partners mm-hmm. And and it's a tough pressure that really isn't fair. And so you're right. What you're also talking about is opening the communication up. And and by taking these steps in this challenge, you you really are opportunity for doors and windows to open uh, and give you a new outlook on the relationship itself. So if you want more love, give more love. What makes you feel loved? And actually list it out. And if you can't list it out, take some more time and take a look and observe in in your relationship you might just be very pleasantly surprised that things aren't quite as dismal as you might have thought they were it's all a reframing remember it's uh grass is always greener where you water it we have our last break and we'll be right back to continue our discussion with amanda testa and watering our grass to keep our relationships green We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages.
2: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. It's baseball season, and many people are thinking about hot dogs. New research published in the journal Circulation found that eating one serving of processed meat a day was associated with a 42% higher risk of heart disease and a 19% increased risk of diabetes. Processed meats include hot dogs, bacon, deli meat, sausage, and salami. The culprit isn't just the saturated fat or cholesterol. It's the levels of sodium and chemical preservatives. Processed meats have about four times more sodium and 50% more nitrate preservatives than unprocessed meats. These new findings are another reason to limit your intake of meat, especially processed meats. Keeping your diet mainly full of vegetables, fruit, and whole grains will help you keep your weight down and your body healthy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
0: Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion with Amanda Testa, and we're on day five now. Create a list of fun things you would like to do together and start making them happen.
1: Yes. So this, I like to point out this quote that I love from Tony Robbins about relationships, and he says, if you do what you do in the beginning, there won't be an end.
0: Oh, I love that. (laughs)
1: It's (laughs) so
0: true, because you start out with all these wonderful rainbows and unicorns, and storm clouds come and the unicorns go.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I, it's so true. And I think, you know, when we get into the day-to-day of living our lives, especially in long-term relationships, we don't we do not do those things we used to do. Maybe it's because of lack of time or resources. But what I found is, you know, make a list of the fun things that you like to do together. And I am talking about things you both like to do. So not like, oh, my husband likes to do this and I go with him or my partner likes to do this so I go with them. You know, it's really what do you both enjoy? And you both really get a lot of pleasure and fun out of and make a list of those things and start doing them together. And again, I think that's a really fun conversation to even have with your partners. Like, remember when we used to do this, mm-hmm. um, let's, you know, and just get back into that feeling in your body and in your conversation about when you first got together and, you know, like, we used to go um hiking, and we love this one hiking spot, and whatever it is for you that you both enjoy, for my husband and I, we love going to see live music. We're big music people. And even last weekend, we have it's probably been maybe a year since we've gone to a concert, and we were in a place where I was like, "You know what, we really need to do something fun. We've both just been overworking and just feeling you know kind of a little blah. So, you know, yes, it's more expensive. We have to pay for a babysitter. That adds so much more to the evening. And mm-hmm. But we're like, we're doing it. We both love music. We're going and we made it happen. And we had such an awesome time. And we fell a little bit more in love with each other. Because when you connect to doing those things that you both enjoy, it just reminds you that, hey, we actually like each other.
0: Well, you bring up a very important point that I have always found to be so significant, which is that in many ways, like is almost more important than love cuz love can be, uh, be always assumed to be there or an obligation or a duty or something that you you made vows for but if you like someone you want to be around them mm-hmm. and in order for a relationship to thrive you have to like them to be around them and do things with them and allow the connection and let go of criticism and and give more love so like and love Go hand in hand. And they're very important components that go together.
1: Yeah, that's really true. And I think that, you know, that playfulness is so important to keep alive, like the flirtation and the playfulness. When you think about when you first got together, maybe you would um, put a little more effort in when it came to, you know, being intimate. And maybe you didn't. Either way, it's sometimes fun to bring that back. Like, what were some things that we used to really enjoy? And um, you know, making a committed effort to doing those things. Cause that's the key. Like with anything, the grass is green where you water it. So where are you going to be investing your time? We're all busy. We all have a million things on our plate, but at the end of the day, um, and this is actually a funny point because my husband and I were talking about this the other day, I was listening to a podcast and he was, the guy on the podcast was talking about this mortality calendar. So basically what that is, is you enter in all these different things about your lifestyle and it tells you how long you have to live. <laughs> and I oh personally, my. I was personally like, I don't want to know, like, I just want to live my life and enjoy it. And whatever happens, happens. And, he, but it led to an interesting conversation that, okay, what if today was our last day? Like, what would we do differently?
0: Excellent point.
1: And it's kind of become a joke lately with us. Cause like <laughs> if we're in bed trying you know, maybe we're about to go to sleep and then one or the other of us will say, hmm, mortality calendar. And we're like, all right, we're going to have sex, you know, because and I even know my mom mentioned this, like I think about all the times I pushed your dad away and he's not here anymore. I wish I wouldn't have, um, you know, those kind of things, like, am I going to regret not connecting with you when we're tired? Yes. But then when we have that connection, we feel so much better. We have fun. We are, you know, I find that, you know, everybody's happier, you know, He's much more receptive to helping and doing things to help me. And I'm doing the same for him because that connection is so vital.
0: I love how you talked about um, using memories to help on that list of (laughs) of what are the things you like to do together. Because, again, you may have fallen out of a habit. I, I remember saying to my husband, you know, you don't open the door on the car for me anymore. And I used to love that. Now, I obviously should have reframed that in. I used to love it when you opened the car door for me. But, <laughs> but you know that you, you realize the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, he had not done that purposefully. He wasn't yeah. being malicious or, or thoughtless. It was just something that had fallen away because you know, I'm very self sufficient and, you know, we're busy and we often had our hands full and that was fine. But those little tiny things, again, not mind readers, can truly matter.
1: And it's so true, like those little things, like you mentioned, opening the car door and, and just and even saying that, you know, it makes me feel so special and loved when you open the car door for right. me. Um, and I think sometimes my husband and I actually do this because if you recall, like back when you first started dating, at least for us, like he would come to the door and get me.
0: Exactly.
1: And so every once in a while, he'll joke, he'll like go out to the car and like, you know, come <laughs> ring the doorbell and be like pick me up for the date.
0: <laughs> oh, you have a gem. But you're obviously feeding it as well. And I think the other important point that I want to emphasize is the playfulness part. Because we get so serious and we go through periods of time where we feel like we need to adult. And adulting is not always fun. And so if we get that playful side, I think men are better at this. You can usually see the little boy inside the man. But we take that strong, powerful, dynamic woman and we stuff her right deep mm-hmm. down under the label of maturity. And mm-hmm. it's fun to be the girl again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's my personal opinion uh, for those of you listening. But I, I think it's we can push the playful away because we're so serious about life. And life actually is pretty humorous if you give yourself some leeway.
1: It really is. And I think that that playful, it's so key because, you know, when you think about it, Where in your life do you have the opportunity to just be silly and play? There's not very many places a lot of the time. Or that you feel
0: safe playing.
1: Yeah. So you can tap into that in your relationship. And it's so healthy and healing to think, you know, and even with regards to intimacy, it doesn't always have to be serious. It doesn't always have to be about pleasure. Like there's so many things that you can express during that time with your partner. And, you know, it's the safe container for anything really to happen and allowing that and you know getting silly and having fun or maybe you you're mad and you get that out or whatever it is <laughs> you know but use that container as a as a place to just express what you need to and be playful and you know just enjoy each other
0: i love that um we were talking before the show um i had sent you an email that w- long long time ago my mother was you know, probably in her 20s or 30s when she would share these things and she would just be laughing out loud at reading this column in the newspaper. And um, it was written by Irma Bombeck Mm -hmm. and she was hilariously funny, a different generation, but really funny and tongue in cheek about life and relationship and love. And she wrote a book called The Grass is Greener Over the Septic Tank. And you and I laughed about that because you made a comment, and I'd love to have you say that out loud for our listeners.
1: <laughs> well, it's so true, because you think about it, where the poop is is where there's the opportunity for growth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, matters. Right. Yeah, like, when that stuff comes up, like, that needs to be addressed and integrated. And when you are able to do that, just imagine, like, any, any relationship in your life where you've had a conflict, and you've been able to work through it, like, how that blossoms.
0: And, and it's not a bad thing. Because oh. fertilizer can actually add a new element to the relationship. And I think stronger after they weather some of these things. And if you weather it in kindness and in purpose and intention and commitment, it seems like you have a better chance for good outcomes.
1: Yes. Because, I mean, conflicts are just a part of relationships. That's just – a it's going to happen. So no one's living in this um, – You know, like you said, raining unicorns all the time, kind of relationship. (laughs) Um, So, you know, being able to weather those storms is so important. And then when you are able to, and like you said, being kind about it and communicating, it's just going to make things even better and really bring you together.
0: And I think it is good to weather things. I think it makes you stronger as a Mm -hmm. couple. And those, the playfulness, the I love that you went back to using live music because it connected you then and it connects you now. Everybody has those things that make them feel special, um, and and it is going to happen. And those seasons of life will come and go. So as you look through your week of challenge with the intention, letting go of criticism and complaining, showing appreciation permitting, allowing, inviting connection, um, giving more love um, because it feeds love, and creating lists of fun things you'd like to do together. Are there any other um, notes you'd like to add that talk about how to further feed uh, the grass? Well.
1: Yes, actually. And this is something I learned from a a book um, by Stan Tatkin called Wired for Love. But I love how he talks about this. He calls it launchings and landings. But basically what it means is, is there a special little connection ritual that you and your partner can do in the morning and the evening, like before you part from each other and when you come back together? And I think that For me, I love the idea of rituals because when you create these things, then they become habit. And also, it's a way to just connect the different parts of your brain. So, for example, when you get up, maybe after you get up, you reach over and say, I love you, or you just touch your partner, give them a hug, some way to connect. And the same when you come back together.
0: I'm still going back to your um, mortality calendar. I think that's a wonderful cue. (laughs) But rituals are important. And as you say, they become habits. And then you're you're actually building new memories together
1: mm-hmm. and
0: new rituals together, which forms more connection. So I want to make sure that our listeners know where to find you. So can you please give out the name of your website and, and what is on it that they will find interest in?
1: Oh, yes. I can be found at amandatesta.com. And there I share, you know, lots of great tips for increasing desire and just really connecting to your sexuality and having better relationships. And I also have a group on Facebook called Find Your Feminine Fire Group and would welcome you to come find me there. And I did just want to point on one more little thing about like the coming back together piece, because this goes back into some other things we, we talked about. But I remember I had a friend over one day and my husband came home from work and I actually got up and gave him a hug and a kiss when he came in the door. And she was like, oh, my gosh, you do that. (laughs) But just that simple thing, like, do you take a minute when you get back together to just like connect and like give and receive love to each other?
0: Simple things make a simple, happier life. Amanda, thank you for sharing your expertise with us again today. I I know that we've all learned a lot. and, And it is about those small things that make a difference in a relationship. So thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Linda.
0: A pleasure as always. I'm sure we will have continuing sagas because relationships are always evolved. Thank you for joining (laughs) us today. Join us next week with more intriguing guests and topics. And we will continue to help you flourish after 40. Helping women thrive. Wise Health for Women Radio. Talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.